Welcome to another episode of FaceTime. Today we have a very special episode, although we do say that every time we have an episode. Um, today we are talking about the military. Now we did this once before. It was with my buddy uh, Sam Nelson and my other buddy Colin Anderson. And we didn't really know what we were talking about and we still don't. But we might know a little bit more now. It's about a year later. Um, Sam Nelson is here again. Sam's Hello. Uh, How's it going? All right. Well, Sam is now a Marine. I am. Yep. I'm, I made it, yes. That's right. He's home on RA, Recruiter's Assistance. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Nice seeing you, Sam. All right. All right. Let me talk a little bit more about our other guests here. So we also have the Schneider triplets, but it's just two of them. So uh, I don't know what you call that. Twins. I couldn't tell you. Two thirds of the Snyder triplets. <laughs> um, so sitting next to me is uh, Will. Hey, I'm Will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, and Will's going to Illinois Institute of Technology and doing naval ROTC, much like myself. Yeah, good man, this Will. And of course, we have Ryan. That's true. My name's Ryan Schneider. I'm a cadet at the United States Military Academy, West Point. Yeah. Good to go. Good to go. Good to go. All right. So, yeah, like I said before, we did talk about the military in another episode. And uh, we, we weren't in the military yet. And, I mean, three of us here technically are in training. We're training to be officers. But, Sam is actually in the military. So, Sam, why don't you start talking about it a little bit? What was your experience like at boot camp? Uh, okay. So, the infamous uh, Marine Corps boot camp. Uh, it's, uh, it's a wild time. It really is. Uh, it's kind of, um, I don't know, you, you get there and it's just a completely different lifestyle than what you're used to. Um, it's... You learn how to speak differently, talk like a Marine, as it were. Um, you learn how to eat differently, how to walk differently. They basically break everything down uh, Barney style, is what, they, is what they call it. And um, they build you up uh, from the ground from there. Um, there's good times and there's bad times. Uh, it's mostly all bad times, <laughs> pretty much. Um, what you do in boot camp is you just base everything off of what you've done before um, something you're currently doing. So say I went on like the Reaper hike, for instance. That's, a, that's the last hike you do um, during the crucible. And that you'll be, you'll be hiking. You'll be like, oh, well, this wasn't as bad as the beach hike that I did or, you know, what have you, anything like that. And that's how... For me, that's how I definitely got through boot camp. Um, I would always say, oh, this isn't as bad as what we've done before. So you just keep building off of that. Um, that, and you see everybody who's uh, further along in training ahead of you. Um, say you're a recruit and you see some Marines marching around uh, the depot, and you just, those, those guys are like gods. Like you look up to them, you're like, man, I can't wait till I get to. I look like that when I march or I get to um, unbutton my, you know, top button on my blouse and stuff like that. Just little things you look forward to that really gets you through training. So. Okay, cool. 
Um, and then, Ryan, you had uh, some sort of basic training at West Point, right? I did. I went through uh, cadet basic training at West Point this summer. So normally that's a six-week basic training. Because of COVID, they had to condense it down to four weeks. Um, I can second a lot of what Sam said. Um, so it's a lot of teaching you the basics, um, making you learn respect and discipline, um, breaking down your individuality and who you are as a person to rebuild you up as um, you know, a new person. Um, it's, it's a lot different than the life you were probably used to before. Uh, it makes you think a, a lot less of yourself and a lot more of the team. Um, you know, like you said, a lot of it does suck, but most of it's just getting through it. Um, I can't say I enjoyed a lot of it, but you enjoy the small moments. And it really teaches you to be close to the people around you, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. I'm really looking forward to um, cadet field training this summer. So I'll have you know, another four weeks of field training. That's more of what you would typically think of when you're thinking of like that Army stuff. Um, out in the field, shooting those big guns, uh, you know, learning about artillery and all that type of thing. Um, and hopefully I'll get into air assault or um, airborne school this summer as well. But that's all to come. Very cool. All right, so, Will, you and I, we were both supposed to go to NSI, which is, for those that don't know, it's new student uh, indoctrination. And that got canceled because of COVID. Womp, womp. So did you guys have anything? Uh, yeah, we had a um, – it was an online uh, training. It was more really um, just learning about uh, different – different uh, procedures and how, we, how we're supposed to talk, stuff like that, within the, uh, the Navy. Um, it wasn't as much uh, physical uh, because it was online, but it was still uh, an educational experience. And we're supposed to have training um, next summer uh, once school gets out. Is that NSI? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, going to NSI um, if, if COVID uh, allows it. Um, but uh, if not, um, over the next four years, I have... Um, summer cruises, which are um, just just opportunities for us to get um, experience um, alongside uh, the fleet. And so um, I know that uh, a lot of it would be following either um, enlisted or um, officers, um, depending on uh, which year you are. So um, that kind of training kind of prepares you for, uh, for what, like what you're actually going to see um, once you make it into the Navy. Yeah, yeah. That's like the same exact thing that I'm doing, obviously, because it's <laughs> Navy yeah. RTC. But I, they haven't told us that we are doing NSI this summer. Uh, that's They're expecting us to be able to. It kind of um, it varies based on uh, which school you're, go, you're going to. Are they going to be doing it in, like, phases uh, this summer? I believe they are, yeah. Well, shoot. I guess I'm doing training this summer. <laughs> well, um, and then that thing that you did that was online, was that, like, the week before your classes started? Yeah, it was the week before classes um, started, and um, it's mainly um, a lot of meeting um, who the – the officers are going to be and then the, the upperclassmen uh, within um, ROTC. Were, were your classes online? Uh, yeah, all my classes were online. The whole um, Chicago Consortium, which is um, the schools that make up the, uh, the ROTC units uh, within in Chicago. So uh, we met with all the um, upcoming freshmen and they went through the, um, the training that we did. Huh. Well, I guess that's what happens when you go to school in Chicago. Yes. Yeah, okay. So we had a similar thing, but ours was uh, everything's in person, which was super nice. Like, we had that, that week-long training before classes, and that, that was kind of brutal with all the upperclassmen screaming at us. Like, there was no screaming for you? 
No, there's none. Um, all of our stuff is online at this point. Um, there's kind, of, there's trying to distance everything. <laughs> Come on. That must be nice. Bunch of bull. But yeah, th- this upcoming semester, um, their plan is to to um, reintegrate us back um, back into in person classes and okay. training. Mm. Okay. okay. Well, what does that look like then? In person, like how would it differ? Uh, well, we have a PT in the mornings. It's okay. um, it's gonna be three times a week. Uh, six o'clock, we have to be there on the field, ready, ready to start PT, and um, they'll go through that. And then we have classes um, every other day. Uh, mm. And so, is there gonna be like uh, naval science laboratory? So, I'm uh, meeting okay. with officers, and then we have um, I have navigations next semester. So that'll be uh, with um, the the fourth class. Um, all of us fourth class people taking the, uh, that course. Mm-hmm. Also, remember, if any of you didn't get anything for Christmas, PT is free. That is true. <laughs> that, PT that, is free. That's true. Well, uh, very nice. Except for a gym membership. That is not free. It's outside. PT is free. Join the military. It's free. <laughs> you actually get paid for it. Uh-huh. That's right. Indeed. Not well, a lot. <laughs> no, not a lot. <laughs> You know, Will, that's kind of interesting how you talk about, uh, you know, meeting the officers, stuff like that. Um, As an enlisted rank, uh, your interaction with officers is very limited. Uh, You usually don't ever talk to an officer um, unless you're being briefed uh, by an officer for whatever reason um, or unless he's giving you a class. So one thing I didn't realize about boot camp, um, the first month and then throughout boot camp, but the first month in in particular, you go to a lot of class and you sit down in the theater at MCRD and listen to whoever run a suck about whatever. Um, And that's typically when you would see an officer, um, whether it's our company commander or our series commander, um, that's only the only time you'd ever see an officer. So it's kind of weird that, at least to me, I don't know how the interaction with you is uh, with officers. Um, uh, mainly we have um, courses, and those are all run by our, um, our ROTC instructors, which are officers, and uh, that's, right, that's right. the main uh, source of interaction that we, that we do have. And then we'll have um, different uh, meetings with them uh, to talk about like our academics, um, where we stand within the unit, stuff like that. Yeah. Huh. I kind of have the opposite experience of that because being at the academy, you see a large infra- inf- inflation of brass there. So I'll see, you know, majors, colonels, or full birds, and even generals on a regular basis. Um, it's a lot more than you would actually see in the big army. So it is a new experience, and it's mm. definitely stressful being around that much high brass. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's pretty cool. You see some important people. Um, I'm thankful I've got to experience it. Well, yeah. Ryan, do you get a lot of saluting in? Since oh, all the time, every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see. I can't go outside usually without at least saluting a, a couple of people. Yeah, I've only saluted like a couple times. But for me, the difference between me and Will is that like all my stuff has been in person with ROTC. That's the only consistency as far as online versus in person. Like in ROTC, it's always been in person. So I actually, I see my officers a lot. And seeing them is really cool honestly and for the most like if you're at class you you're not in uniform so you don't salute them there if you're inside which is most of the time i see him while i'm in uniform and they're in uniform 
that's like the only time I would, you know. Um, so I hardly ever see them outside while both of us are wearing a uniform. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go to work wearing a uniform, but I don't. I for me, they're my my classroom is their work. So, well, even then, for us, like the building that I work in um, at AAS, it's um, assault amphibian school. Um, there are a lot of higher ranking enlisted uh, personnel and officers. So um, wh- anytime you pass an NCO, staff NCO, or uh, an officer, you always get the proper greeting of the day. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a, what you guys do too. Like, yeah. Good morning, yeah, sir. Good exactly, afternoon, sir. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Yeah, we got that drilled into us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was, that, that's another big thing. Um, like if you didn't say the proper greeting in boot camp, especially like if you didn't say the proper greeting of the day, uh, have fun because you get smoked by a drill instructor. Greeting is the equalizer. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is. Yeah, no, we got that. The greeting of the day, we got that all the time. And I remember this one time. It was like towards the end of the semester, we were um, walking back from PT. You know, a couple a couple of the guys were walking back to our dorm, and then we see some third class, some sophomores driving in their car and we're like walking up to the light to cross and then they're driving in the car they stop at the light and then um they're like driving when they're driving by us this uh sophomore rolls down his window he goes he yells at my buddy he goes greeting of the day <laughs> He's yeah. Driving by us. yeah just to mess with us yep yeah i know exactly if you didn't say the proper greeting of the day to a drill instructor if you just walk past him he'd be like no eyeballs you no proper greeting, get back. Oh, but like obviously he's screaming at you. Yeah. So, uh, and then you, you know, you're, he has you sprinting up and down, you know, what like the chow hall, like whatever, because you didn't say the proper greeting of the day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's simple stuff like that, but um, it's all for a reason. Yeah. Like little small things they teach you um, how to conduct yourself. Small attention to detail, like with uniforms or. Um, uh, like cleanliness, uh, your rack, literally anything. It's it's all like geared towards combat, at least in the Marine Corps. Because if you miss a small detail in combat, that could mean lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, I understand now mm-hmm. why. In boot camp, I didn't. I was like, why the you know why are these guys doing this to me? But uh, it makes a lot of sense. We even dealt with that preparing for the show today. Um, we're burning the strings off of our, our off our uniforms before getting ready. Yeah, we need to look presentable. Add some so IPs. The small details do make a, dip, a big difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you tell that story to them? Oh, about the IP. Tell oh, the story. Oh yeah. We, so we were doing the battalion commander's inspection, and uh, Lieutenant Colonel Fassad was on deck. And uh, wait, should should you say the name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, he's a. Um, uh, the RTR, uh, oh no, excuse me, he's the battalion commander, obviously. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but before that, a bunch of drill instructors will come in, and we were all in our service uh, alpha uniforms. We call it the pickle suits, just this green uniform. Mm-hmm. And um, then this drill instructor came up to uh, one of my buddies. Uh, I think I think his name is Renteria. And um, he saw this IP on him, and he just grabs it, and he's like, there's just no way. 
This is the longest IP I've ever seen. And he just starts walking back. He's like, this is like 30 inches long. There's just no way. And he starts like building intensity in his voice, just walking back. There's just no way. And like the whole thing is like unraveling, like his uniform. He's like, he's pulling it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Jeez. Speaking of the uniforms, um, I know these two didn't have like, you know, a basic training, but did you ever have to do uniform drills? Um, like, what do you mean? So, oh, for like, us, a uniform drill was how fast can you change from this uniform into this uniform? And if you don't make that time, you're getting smoked. Um, we, we did something it's similar, but it's just, it's just them playing games with you. It's just like uh, they'll be like, blouse off the body, ready, move. Or like uh, trousers off the body, ready, move. Trousers on the body, ready, move. Okay, put your left leg in. Put your right leg in. Like just, Five, four, yep. three. But in the Marine Corps, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, you, like that's, it's like lightning fast and you'll never make it. You'll never make the drone instructor's time hack. No. Yeah. Like ever. And you're not supposed to because he's trying to mess with you. Um, yeah. They'd always give us time hacks like that for anything. Uh, like even showering, uh, especially during phase one. Uh, you'll hear the drone instructor yell into the rain room is what we call it. Uh, he'll go 500. Like that. And you'll go, 500, I, sir. And then you'll go, 99, 8, 7, 9, 6, 5. And like, he'll just start counting down, um, like just from 500, just like that. And uh, if you didn't give him his volume, meaning like if you didn't yell loud enough, uh, he would say, okay, screw you, 400. And he'd just keep <laughs> like, lowering the time that you had to do it. And then eventually he'd just go, okay, 59, 58, 57. And he'd just start counting down from 60. And, uh, it's 60 Marine Corps seconds. It's, I think we did the math one day. It was like 500 was like a minute and 20 seconds or maybe <laughs> a minute or something like that in real time. But, yeah, they'll give you like, like for uniforms and stuff like you were saying, yeah, it's always time hacks like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did you ever, ever have an inspection or anything? Uh, no, we didn't. Just, um, especially with uh, being in Chicago, they didn't want us uh, directly interacting um, with any of the officers or enlisted personnel that were um, that were uh, within the unit, so all of our stuff mm-hmm. was online. So you're just skating by, aren't you? Yeah, next semester Jeez. they're supposed to um, integrate us back in, but it's it's all up to how how things go within the next couple months. It's really all up to Chicago then. Uh, yeah, that hmm. blows. Wow. So it's um, us and Northwestern, UIC, uh, quite a few colleges that are um, uh, under mm-hmm. the same regulations right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see, Northwestern actually beat Purdue. I was at that game. <laughs> yeah. You see, Army actually beat Navy. Oh. Uh, well, mm. good thing I didn't make it to the Naval Academy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, good, yeah, good thing. Yeah, good thing. thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> um, so, so uh, uh, subject change. Uh, so, Will, uh, you're reapplying, right? Yes, I have applications at um, the Naval Academy. We'll see how it goes. Um, Said it's a long process. There's a lot of paperwork with that, and uh, interviews, uh, congressional nominations, stuff like that. And it's it's a slow process, like anything. But uh, I'm gonna get it done. He also has an application to West Point. Yes, Go Army, <laughs> beat Navy. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, we'll take that to the streets after this. Uh, anyway, so how did your interviews go? You had uh, one with a. Did you get one with Jim Banks? And yeah, Jim Banks and uh, Mike Brown. Um, both of them went went pretty good. Um, hopefully, uh, 
everything pans out and I can get accepted to an academy. Mm. But if not, um, I love ROTC and uh, the the people what, uh, that I'm with there. So um, I'm very happy to to be where I'm at. And yeah. it's going to be the same commission whether I go through yeah. um, ROTC or an academy. So um, in the end, it'll make no difference, but it's just the, the experience of being at the academy and the different leadership opportunities that sure. you get there. That's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. would be uh, what I would desire. The yeah. one main difference right now, though, is that if you are at an academy, you're active duty. So I'm currently active duty, whereas uh, ROTC is obviously reserve. It's in the name. Um, so they commission reserve, but you guys can choose to go active duty, can't you? Well, I know that when we go on our cruises, like in the summer, those trainings, we're technically active duty then. So okay. that activates, and then we go back in reserves. Cruises? Well, it's called Yeah, they cruise. like to go on cruises, you <laughs> know, like Carnival. That, that's our summer Bunch training. It's called cruise, but really it's just, you know, getting assigned to a ship or whatnot right. for a few weeks. Gotcha. Usually the ones with, like, water slides and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fun yeah. ones. You know, they have, like, the stuff so, Mickey Mouses, yeah. right? Yeah. See, that's why you want to join the Navy. We we do the, the fun stuff. Yep. Yep, on the <laughs> yeah, Disney we cruise. Do the, we do the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's right. Well, Sam, I guess we'll just take you there, and then you can do the real <laughs> stuff, huh? Sounds good. Yeah, your boat's not as big as ours. Okay there, bud. I mean, you are a department of the Navy, but... Uh, like I said earlier, we're the men's department of the Navy. Yeah, well, and I got these jeans in the men's department, so... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I got these uh, shoes issued to me at clothing. And, yeah, uh, yeah and boot camp. Yeah. Cool. Okay, um, oh, uh, my producer is saying that we have to wrap things up. So uh, welcome back to FaceTime, um, and today we are still going to be talking about military. So right now, we want to talk about why each of us uh, chose the military, why we chose officer versus enlisted, and uh, why we chose our branch. Uh, so uh, I think we should probably start with Ryan. All right, I'd love to start off. So um, I'm the... Never at, I'm at, I'm sorry. I've never had anyone in my family uh, besides great grandfather who I know of who's actually served in the military. He served in the uh, Army Air Corps before before it became the Air Force. Um, so as you know, I'm going to West Point. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do, not necessarily West Point, but I knew I've always wanted to be in the Army. Um, I feel like it's my my duty to serve and give back. And it's something I'm proud to say that I'm doing right now. Um, but, you know, that's about it. Will? Uh, I guess why I chose the Navy, I chose it because it was uh, the best branch. And um, I've always grown up along the, the water, stuff like that. So um, I guess being, being in the Navy was kind of uh, second nature. And it allows me to stay connected to, um, to uh, kind of an experience growing up that I loved. All right. Uh, Sam, do you want to go? Yes, I'll go. Um, by the way, the Marine Corps is actually the best branch, and here's uh, why. I knew you were going to say news. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I joined the Marine Corps because uh, I just wanted to be a certified badass. Um, pretty much that's uh, why I wanted to join. My, my grandfather was in the Marine Corps for 33 years. Uh, he was a sergeant major. 
uh, which is the highest enlisted rank you can get to. Um, he was definitely a heavy influence on me as a, as a kid. I'd always go over to his house and we'd read Leatherneck Magazine. It was just big, uh, you know, Marine Corps magazine. We'd look at all his pictures, all of his books. I'd look at all his uniforms, and I was just obsessed with it uh, instantly. So ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to join, and uh, I couldn't join any other branch except for the Marine Corps. And uh, just the um, standards that the Marine Corps upholds uh, with honor, courage, commitment, uh, our core values, um, just breeds uh, leaders and um, good people, just good dudes in general. So um, it's a, it's definitely a good branch to be in. I will add, those are the same core values as the Navy. Well, here's the thing, Luke, <laughs> about the Navy, as you guys are our taxi drivers to wherever we want to go. Okay, so why did you choose enlisted? Huh? <laughs> why did you choose enlisted? I, cho- I chose enlisted uh, because I wanted to get my hands dirty. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything against off, like the officer route or anything like that. But being enlisted, you have a lot, little bit more hands-on with um, jobs uh, actually doing them. Because when you're an officer, you're commanding people. Uh, you're um, leading, telling people what to do. Uh, you're not necessarily in there with it all the time. Obviously, there's times where they are. I see officers on the ramps um, where the AAVs are, the uh, amphibious assault vehicles, um, working on them, operating them, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I just I went enlisted uh, for that reason and because uh, I could get college uh, paid for with uh, the post-9-11 GI Bill. So, and that's what I opted in for um, in the Marine Corps. And it's 100% coverage of uh, college, as long as you keep a C average in that college. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's why I chose the Marine Corps. That's a good point with the GI Bill. You see, yep. uh, well, uh, ROTC isn't 100% paid for, right? which is a common misconception. Uh-huh. Um, I actually, I'm not getting any money right now. To, uh, like coverage for school? Right, yeah, it's a scholarship. Yeah. And even then, if you get the scholarship, it's tuition yeah, plus a stipend. There's an application for it, and you have to fill it out, obviously, before you um, before you start the academic school year. But if you are picked up for that scholarship, it, uh, it mainly covers, it covers just, uh, just tuition. And then um, depending on which school you go to and other things, they, they whole, uh, hopefully provide some kind of um, – coverage for your room and board uh to some extent yeah Yeah. so yeah yeah, my uh, you know my experience with that as well um i was actually between rotc and the academy i was fortunate to get an rotc rotc scholarship that would have paid for my tuition so i had the uh the choice of whether or not i want to do rotc or west point um why i went towards west point is because i uh, you know i appreciated the prestige behind it and um, you know, the morals and values that the academy holds. Um, so as, as far as that goes, uh, my, my education is paid for, although I wouldn't say it's necessarily free because I do have uh, a five-year active duty service commitment following my commission as an officer as well as a three-year reserve um, commitment on top of that. Um, now, whether or not you want to just serve that service commitment and then leave or make a career career out of that is up to you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know some officers at Purdue who are getting out uh, after their five years. Some they're 03s and they're going to be getting out after five. Some are uh, going back to the fleet. But um, I kind of I, I want to talk about uh, you know why I chose the military, why I chose the Navy, um, and. I have family members who have served uh, multiple different branches. Um, uh, it was all on my dad's side, too, not my mom's side. So on my dad's side, um, my grandpa well, enlisted in the Air Force. Um, I had an uh, uncle in the Air Force, uncle in the Navy, and aunt in the Army. So a bunch of different branches. But, you see, I was never, I've never been super close to that side of my family because they live in a different state. So... That I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that had any influence on me, uh, my decision for the military. Um, I would say there has been a couple things that have uh, TV. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody. I think. I think that's part of it. One um, uh, was a show called Hawaii Five O. Mm-hmm. Everybody's heard of it, but um, this one was the the newer one that I think they just ended this show. So um, the main character Steve McGarrett, uh, he was a Navy SEAL. And he was top of his class at the Naval Academy. So that's how I heard about the Naval Academy. And this was back in like sixth, seventh grade when I heard about this. So when I heard about that, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Right. Like, that's what I want to do. And um, so that, that's kind of why, why the Navy was and uh, the Naval Academy, that's, what came, that's how it came to my attention. This kind of goes for any branch, but um, the Navy uh, and like the military itself really allows you to be part of something like bigger than yourself and... Um, like I've always wanted to give back to to my community, and um, I feel like the the military allows you to do that in a way that um, it's almost like a selfless selfless act, and um, it really makes you feel like you're you're doing something with your life. Yeah, yep, yeah. That, that the deeper meaning that that's really something that draws me to the military. I wish I could say that it's because I have a servant's heart, but really, it's just because I think it's badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then well. No, go ahead, Ryan. I know we talked a little bit about the money aspect of it. Um, You know, there are a lot of ways that the government and that the military can pay for your education. Um, But at its core, um, it's it's not about the money. If you're you're going there for an education and for the government to pay for your education, you're in the wrong place. Um, You know, I would say for all of us, the main reason why we chose to serve is, you know, like Will said, to become something bigger than ourselves and to give back in a lot of ways that you, you couldn't in any other in any other you know profession. Right. Mm-hmm. I've always just felt called to the military. Yeah, I agree with that. I I always said to myself, uh, if I didn't join the Marine Corps, I don't even know if I'd be able to like live with myself, kind of thing. Because I'd always be regretting it, mm-hmm. not not joining and doing something else. Yeah. So uh, and the thing is like. It gives you a lot as well. Like you're serving the country, but it teaches you how to be a adult and how to be a grown man or woman. Um, so, like definitely with the like confidence building, uh, that's a huge thing. Uh, in the military in general, you have to do a lot of stuff that is scary. Uh, in training, uh, I've, I've, I haven't been deployed or anything like that, but obviously just in training is what I've experienced. Um, and it's it's stuff that it just builds confidence. You know, like yeah, I did it. Let's do it again. Like let's do you know stuff. You just get that mindset of uh, confidence and uh, like get like can do kind of attitude. Yeah, 
I like what Sam said. It definitely does teach you to grow up at a younger age. You're doing a lot of stuff that, you know, most 17 to, you know, 22, 23-year-olds wouldn't be doing. Um, it, it teaches you a lot of discipline and respect, and it teaches you to grow up at a younger age than most. Definitely. Uh, there, there's always times in boot camp where uh, the drone instructor would be making us do dumb, you know, stuff, and um, I'd be like, I wonder what, you know, everybody back home is doing right now. <laughs> and like, they're probably sitting on the chair, eating bonbons, watching whatever kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I was. Yes. <laughs> and I bet you were. Um, but I was kind of got a kick out of that a little bit. I, it was it made me laugh, but um, yeah, it definitely uh, makes you uh, grow up. And the it, it's just the stuff. I mean, I, I kind of already said this, but um, just the stuff like how to greet people properly, how to act in public. Because I am no longer um, just Sam Nelson. Like, I'm a part of the Marine Corps now. So anything I do or anything I say is a direct representation of the Marine Corps. Whether I say it's not, you know, it's, you know they always say, it like, on the news, it's, it, won't, it wouldn't be Sam Nelson killed, you know, two kids in a drunk driving accident. It'd be a uh, former United States Marine killed, you know, two kids in a drunk driving accident, something like that. Uh, and that carries you, and you have that, like, okay, I need to act. You have that burden. Right. Well, it's yeah, kind of, yeah, I would say it's a burden. It, it's it's a burden, but it's for a, it's for it's for the you know greater good though. It's yeah. I it's, think it's something you can be very proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. In one way, I think it's a weight that you carry on your shoulders, and in another way, it's it's a it's you know it's it's pride. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um. And another thing, we're government property now. Yeah. So. That is true. Kind of scary. Your souls. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. And we signed the papers. Mm-hmm. You know, sign here. Sign here. Here. Not here. here. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So why don't we talk about some of the stories now? Huh? Okay. Sounds good. How about we start with Sam because he's got plenty. Uh, okay. What do you want to hear? Well, you probably all you probably told me a lot of stories, but what's I don't know what's something you haven't told them. Um. Well. Is there anything like funny stories that you, yeah that you can tell? Like yes, yeah. yeah. So there's this in boot camp. There's this kid named Rainy, and um, he was notorious for um, sleepwalking and sleep talking. <laughs> and uh, there's something called Firewatch in the military, or Fire Guard, or Day Watcher, whatever you call it. We call it Firewatch. And basically, it's during the nighttime. There's always somebody up. It, does, it could be usually in boot camp. It was four people. You had one on front post by the front hatch or door, one on back post, and then two rovers who just walked around the squad bay or the area we lived in. Um, so, uh, but Rainy one night, uh, he gets up out of his rack sleepwalking. We're in skivvies, so we're in a green t shirt and, and these uh, green shorts. Mm-hmm. And he takes his pillow. At right shoulder arms, which is a uh, it's, it's a drill movement. <laughs> so he's holding his pillow at right shoulder arms like you would your rifle, and he starts walking towards back post, and he walks out of the squad bay. <laughs> and we're we're on second deck or the second floor of this uh, barracks building. There's three decks, 
And uh, he walks up on the third deck to 1,063. That, that was that platoon up there. And um, he walks past back post, and back post kind of looks at him like, like, who the hell are you kind of thing? <laughs> and, uh, he st- and the drone instructor from 63 stops and he's like, who are you? Like, he was so confused because <laughs> this dude is just in skivvies walking around with his pillow at right shoulder arms. And Rainey goes, he's like, this recruit was told to come on the, the third deck, perform right shoulder arms, sir. <laughs> and he's like dead asleep, too. He doesn't remember any of this. <laughs> and the drone instructor, he was like, what the hell are you doing, you? And he like guided him back to his rack and put him to sleep. But, man, Rainey, you'd walk by Rainey on Firewatch, and he'd scream stuff like, like, Dirty. Because we, we, we were dirty Delta, and that, that was one of the things we always said was dirty. And uh, that, and uh, like, I, I sort of like just stuff like that, and uh, it would creep people out. So, yeah, they, they, and there were a couple, t- like, Firewatch people would go around and just slap people in the face super hard, like, if you're dead asleep. Like, my buddy Perez used to do it to me at MCT all the time, and he'd be like, wake up, no sending and boom. Just slap me right in the face, and I wake up out of a dead stream like, I can't say that. Yeah, yeah, you can't say <laughs> I know. Yep. Certain womp, things I womp. can't say, but uh, yep. Rated basically I'd be like, God, Perez, like, what the hell? <laughs> and, like, screaming in the middle of the night, and you just hear him, like, shuffle around. And I remember. He's like, like kind of. Yeah, well, you got to think, Perez, is he's 19, but he looks like he's 45. <laughs> and uh, he had, he's, he's, he's kind of chunky. And he has a really bad receding hairline. It's just like that hair ring. Yeah, I hope he's not listening right now. Perez, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're a poser. <laughs> All right. Um, but, and then he, he slapped me once, and I yelled at him, but he tried to come up to me again, and uh, we had bunk beds, and on the, he was, like, pretending to wake up Smith, and Smith slapped, or, uh, slapped right underneath me. And he was like, Smithy, Smithy. And I was wide awake, like laying on my side, like looking at, like looking at Perez like that. And I'm like, he's going to try to slap me again. And he, he rears up again, and he, he tries to slap me, and I like rear back like that. And he's like, oh, what the? And like, and run, he's so scared, and he runs, and he shuffles, runs away. shuffles away. And he gets in his rack. like it, He was probably like seven racks down from me, and he's like, yo, Nelson. I can't. I can't. I, never mind. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, he just starts yelling at me, and I yell back at him, and then we go to bed. So that's funny. And then there, you know, there's always the times like drill instructors are just, you know, screaming you or screaming mm-hmm. at you. I was coming out of the the rain room, as they call it, the shower, and uh, like I was saying earlier, there's time hacks for everything, and. Uh, what they do is they'll go change over, and then you say change over, right, sir. And then that means like you uh, switch spots. So like half the squad bay will be in the rain room, the other half will be in the squad bay, like getting undressed or something like that. And uh, uh, they gave us a time hack, so I was like booking it out of there. And I just had my hygiene kit, and my this hygiene kit's just full of like hygiene stuff that you would yeah. you know clean yourself with. And so I had my towel towel around my waist and my shower shoes. And uh, so obviously I was uh, butt naked under my towel, and I I go to go around the corner to exit the like the head or the bathroom, and um, the follow series chief drone instructor uh, walks on deck, and he puts his hands in my face. He's like, "Get back, get back!" Because you're supposed to keep a one arm's distance away from all you know, 
uh, drone instructors. And all of a sudden, four drone instructors just come on to me and like are just screaming at me. Like all their covers are like smacking me in the face and stuff like that. And uh, my and you're, towel, you're naked under the yeah, towel. Yeah, I'm naked. My towel starts falling down, <laughs> and it falls down in the back completely. <laughs> so my, my my butt's just hanging out of my towel, and I'm like trying to hold it there while I'm getting just smoked over by like five other drone instructors. Uh, that was like that was probably like. Training day four, like, yeah, that was super early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Colin, Colin uh, told me that because that was like in the first letter you sent him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And another thing, I never sent Sam a letter during boot camp. Yeah, you know, you didn't. No. Wow. But here's the thing: I didn't expect. I didn't send you one either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a common theme, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, I have both of your addresses. Of course, yep. it's useless now. Yeah. <laughs> And I wrote Sam a letter. Never but sent she didn't, it. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't send it. Uh, yeah, no, I was I'm thinking because my, my, my best friend Colin Anderson wrote me a letter in boot camp, and then uh, John Anderson, another one of my really good buddies, wrote me a uh, letter in boot camp. And Colin, in his letter, he was like, yeah, uh, Luke and John should be sending you letters soon. I got John's, never got Luke's. <laughs> and... Uh, I was like, you know, it'd be really funny if Luke didn't send me a letter because that's something he would do. Well, you know me, just a joker. <laughs> so it actually cracked me up that he didn't send me a letter because I can just see his face in like boot camp. I was like, that son of a. So <laughs> that son of a. Yeah. Son of a. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Ryan, you got any funny stories? Yeah, that I you're allowed couple. to tell. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, about the first half of our training was what they call green phase. That's a lot of um, a lot of garrison garrison stuff. So you're sitting through a lot of classes, lectures, and briefs. Um, one of the big things is that you don't fall asleep during those briefs, or yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of trouble once yeah. once that brief is over. You're getting smoked, and if anyone doesn't know what smoking means, it's um, you know whatever destroyed. Yeah, punishment that they they choose. Usually, they would put us in like the front leaning rest position for however long they decided. That's where you're holding the upwards push up position. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, I actually don't know if I can say the name. Um, one of the funnier punishments that they make us do. Can can I say it? It was called um, the monkey fucker. <laughs> the f bomb. And so, basically, what that was is a is a squat, but you'd cross your you'd cross your arms in front of you and hold your legs and bob up and down. Oh, and it was just yeah. humili it was humiliating. Right, right. And and at the same time, it smoked it smoked. Smoke the hell out of you is it, mm -hmm. I mean it, it hurt. Yeah. So second phase of our training is a lot more of the field stuff. You're um, you're out in like the you know wilderness. You're doing a lot of rucking, uh, teaching you um, you know how to how to fight. Um, and you ruck from one location to the next and set up camp and you stay there. You do your training for the day and you sleep. So. I made the, the poor decision. Um, we set up a, a patrol base. We were getting ready for bed. One of the big things they told us is, do not let your rifle get stolen. Mm -hmm. Keep your rifle on you. Keep it in your sleeping bag. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be in a world of hurt. So it was, it was raining that night. There's a big tropical storm coming through. And they decided to let us set up hooches. Um, do you know what a hooch is, Sam? What is it like a little mini tent over your sleeping system? Yeah, so like you know, you're, you're like poncho. Yeah, a poncho and yeah. So you take your poncho, you set it up, put some sticks in it, yeah. basically make a little tent. 
I thought, well, my hooch is set up, so there's a wall right here, and I'm sleeping on the other side of it. I just set my rifle down beneath my equipment. Oh, no bueno. And fell asleep. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night, went to reach for my rifle, and it was gone. And, and I just... I had, I had the but worst your heart feeling. dropped. Yeah, oh, my heart yeah. dropped. I woke up my, my buddy in the hooch next to me and I'm like, Alex, my my rifle's gone. What do I do? What do I do? So so I get up and pretend like I have to pee, and I'm just walking around looking for my looking for my rifle, pretending like I have to pee, and my platoon sergeant walks up. He's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "You're not you're not." You're not patrolling. You're not keeping guard. Why are you up right now? He's like, "Oh, I I have to pee and um, I can't find my rifle." Oh, He's no. like, "That's your own problem. You better go back to bed. You're gonna you're gonna pay for that in the morning." So I woke up, and the next morning, right in the middle of our patrol base, there's about four rifles set up. A little oh. TP right there. Yeah, like I, hate, and I see my I see my rifle with the with my number on the buttstock. I'm like, oh my, oh my God, my rifle and the little rifle TP mm-hmm. there. I go up and get it, and they they start calling out the numbers for the rifles. That's my number. I go up and I get it, and basically the extent of what that was is I was humiliated, and we were all forced, we were all smoked heavily mm-hmm. for that. Um, one of the more funnier things happened, though. Um, so when you get there, you're taught real quickly. Um, cup your hands when you're outside. It's basically holding a fist. And don't talk. Keep your eyes straight forward, and you don't look around wherever you're going. So one of the, one of the new cadets in, um, in my platoon wasn't, wasn't too keen on listening to those rules. So he was often talk, trying, talking, and they'd always catch him. He had a, a voice that carried. So yeah. they came up with some creative punishments for him. One of the punishments was, uh, you know what E-Tool is? Yes. It's like the collapsible shovel. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, New Cadet King had to carry his E-Tool everywhere he went with him. No matter where, well, if he was going to the bathroom, he had to carry his E-Tool with him. If he was going to PT, he had to carry his E-Tool with him. His E-Tool was his, was his, new, was his new girlfriend. Yeah. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. And he had to carry, for that, that, carry that for the, ex, the extent of the trains. That was kind of funny. But. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Will, do you have anything, or is it all online? Yeah, it's pretty much uh, <laughs> nothing is in person right now. It's all online. Yeah. Nothing happened that was funny online, even. Well, no, not really. It's like just going through classes. It's um, pretty pretty formal, um, especially the RTC. You're you're only ad- addressing officers um, like when when you're spoken to stuff like that. So it, it's not not a ton of um, per se like interactions with them and stuff like that. But um, like you said, you grow you grow close to the people you're uh, you're um, going through through this experience with and. Um, Made made a lot of friends, so uh, if anybody's like interested, I definitely recommend uh, recommend doing it. Do you have any stories with your friends? Anything? Oh, just in like the dorm? going down downtown Chicago, stuff like that. Um, it's definitely interesting learning the city and uh, like how to move around there. Um, never been never been to Chicago before. Uh, moving down there, so um, trying to navigate the the city um, city transportation is pretty interesting. You come out of subway stuff like that, and you'll see. People that are high in the streets or crackheads, right. um, 
They, the crackheads like to, to fight inanimate objects, I found. A lot of bushes <laughs> and trees getting destroyed by them. And yeah, um, yeah. fighting each other was something some pretty cool. Or I guess not cool, but interesting. <laughs> they come out and come out of the subway. And then I see two people were like sprint past me, and they're like Jeez. they're just like dead sprint after each other. And they get into the middle of the uh, the intersection, and they just start like hauling off, punching each other, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And um, within a matter yeah. of minutes, there were police like arresting them, stuff like that. But just just two crackheads having fun, <laughs> yeah. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I have a really funny story. So we get. Uh, I think I, I probably already told you this, but we have um, random drug tests. So you got to pee in a cup, right? Well, they got to watch you do it, okay? So this didn't happen to me. This happened to another guy. Um, and he, uh, um, it was early in the morning. And, you know, sometimes when you get up in the morning, not only do you have to pee, you also got to poop, right? So yes. please tell me he didn't poop in the cup. No, <laughs> because that <laughs> happened to us. Why? <laughs> no, you're so, kidding. Right? I'm, I'm not kidding. Someone pooped in the cup. Someone oh, wasn't listening to instructions and pooped in the cup. Simple instruction. Simple instructions. Do not poop in the cup. Oh, your mom found the poop cup. So, your mom found the poop cup. <laughs> All right, so this guy, he has to go poop, and he's like, he's you know, peeing into the cup, and then, you know, you move it right out of the way right away because you got to keep going. So he's, he's still peeing, and uh, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the staff sergeant was watching him do that, and then he's, he's like, permission to go poop, staff sergeant. <laughs> he's like, granted, you know. And so and then he drops his drawers and, um, and takes a poop right there. And then... Um, Obviously, the uh, gunnery sergeant heard that from the head, and he he, he oh, storms yeah he storms in there. He's, he goes, "What's going on in here?" So now he's got a staff sergeant and a gunnery sergeant just watching him take a poop. <laughs> God, that would be so awful. I couldn't imagine that. And I was having an, uh, like a conversation with the staff sergeant that was watching me. Um, so that was kind of weird. I did I did have one more funny story. So right, this yeah. actually happened during the academic year. Um, for those of you that don't know, so we have most of our training over the summer. Sometimes we'll have, um, we'll have training on the weekends. Um, but for the most part, during the academic year, during the school year, we go to c- normal college classes like everyone else. You just deal with the Army stuff as well. So um, one of the big things at West Point is the Army-Navy game and the Army-Air Force game. So this was in preparation for our Army-Air Force game, and it's called Air Force Week. So usually there's some fun stuff that goes on. Um, a lot of crazy things happen. One of the big things is spirit banners. So usually you take like a bed sheet and you make a funny banner and you hang it out your window. Mm-hmm. So my friends and I made a, a banner that said, Air Force deploys to Sugandies on it and hung it out <laughs> our window. Well, our window is in a main alleyway that a lot of people walk through, including a lot of officers. Oh, so no. We hung it up at night. And it's the next day. It's about it's about time for lunch, mess hall, and I get a double knock on my door. Oh. Double knock usually means an officer. I'm like, oh shit. And 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 I stand up and I call the room to attention. And a captain walks in and he's like, "Do you have a banner hanging out your window?" I said, "Yes, sir." He's like, 
take it down right now. And they would go to my window, start opening it up, and I'm pulling the banner out, and he says, what does it say on it? He said, well, uh, sir, are, are you familiar with memes? Yes, I guess so. And I said, well, it says Air Force deploys to Sugandis on it. He said, what does that mean? He said, well, basically it means... Suggin D's nuts. <laughs> Suggin D's nuts, sir. He was sir. pissed. He took, he ripped the banner out of my hands and went straight to my tack officer. Oh. And I didn't, I didn't get the bad end of it. Um, I think she did, unfortunately. Oh. But it was yeah, funny. It. it was a story to tell. Everyone was, everyone was pretty <laughs> proud of the banner. Um, yeah. You know, we got away with doing some, some funny stuff, but. That's those are those are the memories you make. Yeah, you see, that's that's really funny. That's a good story, and I don't, especially Will. We don't really get that because that's the biggest difference I think between ROTC and the academies. You don't really have traditions like that, like the, right. the games that you have. Uh, well, I guess that just about wraps it up. Unless anybody wants to add anything else, anything, another story. Well, I will say one thing. There's something in boot camp called getting IT'd, and that stands for incentive training. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically what a drill instructor would do if you screw up, and it could be, uh, I'll tell you here in a sec, it could be the littlest thing. Uh, they'll basically they'll take you out to the sand pit and just slay you to no end. Like yeah, and they'll, they'll, uh, they're standing there, they're kicking sand in your face, and... They're screaming at you, like, dude, push up, push up, scrunches, 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 like stuff like that. And you're just going through all these different exercises. And I remember I got IT'd twi- only twice in boot camp. Some people have been IT'd hundreds of times in boot camp. Oh gosh. Uh, the first time, so I was a squad leader in boot camp for, for most of it anyway. And um, I was, it was during a field day, which in the military, that means you clean the entire squad bay or wherever you live. Um, so I was telling my squad what to do. I was giving them like stuff to do to, you know, get the job done. But I was standing there with my hands on my hips and pointing at people. And that's a huge no, no. Like you don't do that. I remember, uh, one of my drill instructors, the craziest drill instructor. Um, he came up to me. He's like, I balls you get outside. And I was like, hi, sir. And, um, so I ran outside and I got my ass handed to me for like 30 minutes in the sand, just getting sand kicked in my face. Yeah, but some people had it way worse. They 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 always it kids right after chow, so they'd throw up. Um, they'd it kids right in the morning when they'd wake up um, in the rain, uh, and they're just in skivvies too, and like they're freezing cold. Um, so not fun. No. No. Hooah. Era, Semper Fi. Hooah, Navy. Ranger. <laughs> Whatever you. Rangers, lead the way. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, well, honestly, uh, if anybody's interested in the military, I'm sure most of the people who are actually listening to this know us. So... You probably know how to contact us. You probably uh, can see that wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can probably find our contact information on there through social media. 
Um, so if you're interested in the uh, military, we'd be happy to talk to you about it. Um, and like we said uh, earlier, we are not subject matter experts on this because we are only, well, we're less than a year of our way through this yep. this journey. Um, and like I said, I think I said earlier, for some of us it's four, and for some of us it might be 20 or more. So, um, you know, uh, what we know now is little to what we will know. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I'm excited to see where my journey goes, and I'm sure you guys are as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, everybody uh, who's listening, thank you. Um, we won't be able to do this without you, without your support. We always love hearing people uh, compliment the podcast, comment on it. And uh, we love people who uh, tell us that they want to be on it. That's always fun. Um, so thank you for listening to FaceTime, the podcast.